Welcome to episode one of Comfortably Troubled. I'm Hannah Strait, and I'm here with Frank. How you doing, Frank? Hi, Hannah. How's it going? It's going great. Uh, Frank was coughing up a lung earlier, so we're on standby to see if he's going to make it through this episode. It was um, um, it was a little touch and go, but I think with the seasonal pollen and stuff, and there is a nurse standing by. Her name is your, Gretchen. Gretchen is here. I have a nurse standing <laughs> by, just in case there's anything, uh, anything that happens. She'll in case she needs bring, to resuscitate you. Yeah. <laughs> oh shoot! I have a, I have a do not resuscitate thing. Oh no! Anyway. You know what? Uh, during the show, Frank's a goner. <laughs> I think there's going to be some paperwork that needs to be reassessed. So, anyway, well, great to be here. This is this is fun, and uh, I'm excited. Me too. This is going to be this is going to be a new experience for me. Frank uh, Frank's had some experience in in this world, so I'm looking <laughs> for him to give me any guidance he can. Even if it's live in the air. <laughs> I would say have a nurse standing by. That would be my first okay. well, piece of suggestion. It looks like I'm going to have to get a live-in nurse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know if we have the budget. I don't, I don't know if we have the budget <laughs> for live-in nurses yet <laughs> since it's only the first episode, but we'll see. We can dream. Um, yeah, I think, uh, they also might not want to drive out to where I am. I'm, I am in the middle of nowhere. So I think it would be really hard to convince someone to come out here and, and live with me. <laughs> well, well, when the applications start to come in and we'll, we'll give the email to send your applications at the end of the show for nurses. Listening yeah. Out there. If you're interested in, um, being a live-in nurse for 26-year-olds, uh, go ahead and slide into my DMs. Um, <laughs> if you're an attractive male nurse, that's preferred. Um, oh, yeah. that's A male nurse might be yeah, might be then a they, good option. He can, like, open jars for me. And, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> like, after a long hike, if my legs really hurt, he can just, like, carry me up the stairs to bed. That's, that's like, the type of thing they do, right? I think so. I think they just, you know, they, they're just there to help. <laughs> it will be the easiest gig of his entire life. I can probably, I would, I'll cook for him. Like I will treat him <laughs> basically. I'm looking wow. for, I'm looking for a husband. I'm not really looking I, for a nurse. <laughs> it, it's a fine line. Do you think uh, your DMs are blowing up right now? Actually, you should check, wait till after the show to check your DMs because yeah. it's probably it's it, probably I don't <laughs> I don't think you'd appreciate the audio on that. It'd be it'd be really noisy, Frank. <laughs> yeah, good thing we're muted. <laughs> okay, so comfortably troubled. Um, some some people who have. Uh, the, the name comes from a blog that I have. Uh, for those of you who haven't read it, that's fine. You don't need to read it. Uh, <laughs> but if you are interested, it's 
comfortably-troubled.com. Um, some people have asked me, like, what does that mean? What does comfortably troubled mean? And I like to think it means like a few different things. Um, I th- like to think that it's like the moment when you realize you're a giant hypocrite. Uh, I do that a lot. I catch myself on it a lot. And sometimes, sometimes I don't catch myself on it. Um, it can also mean that like you're really enjoying just hating the shit out of something. Um, I do this a lot. I like get really excited about how much I hate something. I love like making these observations to people. I don't know how much people enjoy listening to them, but I certainly enjoy making them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Frank, is there anything? (laughs) I'm trying to think of anything that I watch or, you know, consume while I'm enraged. Like, um, you know, like hate watching. I feel like there was something recently in the past few months. I think it was a TV show, but I can't remember what it was. Do you remember what it was about? I don't, but I remember that it was, or it might have been a movie, and I was so angry at it, and it was just like the plot and the characters weren't that great, and I I just, instead of turning it off, I doubled down, and I was like, you know what? Right, gonna, like you I'm can't go. stop. Yeah. Because it's like, like, I'm going to the end. Yeah. I, if I, I'm going to hate feel this, it, I, I'm going to really hate this. <laughs> right, and I and I feel like I'm putting more effort into this than the production team who created this. <laughs> you because know what? They obviously dropped the ball, but I, on the other hand, am going full court and going to the end. Right, exactly. Like you're putting your heart and soul into hating this movie, and they clearly have half assed the entire thing. And that's. Oh, I know. It's like. I, I know what it was. What was it? It was King. It was, I think it was King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, Have I haven't. That movie? I like didn't even waste my time starting that movie because it wasn't even it wasn't even on your radar. <laughs> <was it? laughs> no, like I knew it existed, and then I was like thinking about watching it, and I was like, honestly, I'll probably like hate it. So I'd probably do the same thing that you did, and I was like. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just don't have two and a half hours to kill right now <laughs> on something that I yeah. just hate. <laughs> but now I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I watched. Um, there's actually there's a couple Godzilla. There was a King Kong movie and a Godzilla movie. These are remakes that are more recent. And <clears throat> I had not seen the last Godzilla movie, but I watched it before this new movie because I wanted to make sure I caught everything that was going on. You know, a lot of plot nuances and two giant reptile animals <laughs> beating each other up. Um, but King Kong versus, I think it's Godzilla versus Kong. It actually, it made little sense. And the more it progressed, the fight scenes were kind of cool. But the more it progressed, the more confusing and disorienting the plot became. So I turned to my nurse and I was like, take me off. Take me off this uh, machine. Unplug me. I can't take, um, I need to be unplugged. But I did keep watching and I did go to the end. And my opinion 
had not changed. I wouldn't say it was a horrible movie, but it could have been so much more and it wasn't. So anyway. I, you know, and I just, just out of curiosity, like what is our obsession with making things like enormous and then like creating a story around it? Like King Kong and Godzilla, they're just like, like one of them's a lizard. Okay. It's like a kimono dragon but just a big lizard and that breed it breeds fire right correct me if i'm wrong it, it does it does breed <laughs> fire yeah so it, it's a co- it, shoots, <laughs> it, it actually it actually shoots fire because to me breathing fire would mean walking up to a campfire and inhaling so it probably doesn't <laughs> breathe fire but it 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 actually shoots fire out of its mouth how the mechanics of that work, I'm not sure. But that's a, and and actually this, it started off with a real message back in, I don't know, years ago in Japan when they first did the first Godzilla movies, in that it was uh, a time where nuclear war was very prominent. This was probably in the 50s. Oh, yeah. It was symbolic, right? It was. It was was the, the point and the message of the movie was, you know, messing with nature by using these man-made, you know, weapons of mass destruction and how it can affect uh, the earth and wildlife and whatever. So that's why Godzilla is so angry because he, <laughs> I, I don't know if he started as a little lizard and grew into this thing, but he is rampaging because of this radiation that was all over the place. And, it, and that's what caused King Kong uh, that ha- had another similar thing is you they found this giant ape in the jungle and they took him to you know civilization right. and put him in a circus and that was another thing is you know same story like don't mess with nature they're there for a reason you know so initially there was some good points to these movies but of course points are gone now because you know, it's just two two big things battling it out and punching each other i'm trying to think of like other things where movies have just like taken um the whatever it is and just like blown it up and then like created a story about how like the hulk right i guess that's kind of similar because it's a human being who had what he like drinks soda or something that has (laughs) something in it like what or was Uh. that that was like a in the beginning of the one with uh, what's his name? He has a real punchable face. I can't remember his name. It came out in 2008. That um, Hulk movie. Was, yeah. Oh, what was his name? Edward Norton? <laughs> yeah. Was <laughs> yeah. that him? Yeah, it is. There's a uh, Nikki Glaser roasted him on it was like a, the roast of someone else, but she <laughs> She said, Ed Norton looks like um, a marionette that became a real boy if that boy became an asshole. <laughs> wow, that's oddly specific. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good assessment. Um, I forget what his origin story was, the Hulk. I think it was I think it was a lab accident or something. Um, was he a scientist? I think so. And I, and, and when he gets mad and that was the whole 
tagline right. in the series, which was, you don't want to make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. So when in the, in the series, when he, when people pissed him off, he would get enraged and he would turn into the Hulk. And for some reason he would turn green. I don't know why, but that would happen. Um, in the movies, <laughs> I forget what the, I don't know if he drank something to do it. Although maybe he did. Who knows? Maybe he drank Pepsi. You, or something. Would, you would think that he would turn red, right? Because like, isn't yeah. red is the color of like anger. <laughs> yeah. But, green is and, envy. Green is envy. So it's like, right. why would he? So it's like <laughs> the tagline should really be don't make me jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were kind of working on it in the, the envious Hulk. Instead of the Incredible Hulk, didn't didn't really roll off the tongue as well. So yeah, they went they went <laughs> with Incredible. I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, we'll have to re- we'll have to research all these origin stories of uh, these various troublemakers. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, I mean, people get mad at me for this sometimes, but. This is a hot button topic. I am not like a huge Marvel movie person. I think that like, like what you said about Godzilla versus King Kong, I just don't, the storylines are so bad that I can, it it like doesn't even hold my attention. I recently just started trying to go through each of the movies. Um, just to like say that I did it because I'm sick of people asking me and explaining the plot lines to me when I'm like, this is the worst plot line I've ever heard. But <laughs> I, uh, so that's the only reason that I even knew about that movie in 2008 was because I had to look up the movies in order, like on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> so I got like all the information about it. I just couldn't remember Ed Norton's name. <laughs> well, you know what's missing? I just read an article about this. What's missing in almost every Marvel movie? What? Try to try to think of something that almost never occurs. Um but I haven't I haven't seen the whole <laughs> lot of that. So I don't can even you, know. <laughs> can you go watch every single Marvel movie? No. Um <laughs> It's it's kissing. kissing. Kissing is something that rarely, if ever, happens in a Marvel movie. Maybe that's why <clears throat> and, I don't like it. <laughs> and I could, I could, I think maybe like Robert Downey Jr. and and Gwyneth Paltrow, who are I don't know if they're married in this, but she's Pepper Potts, he's Iron Man, Tony Stark. I think they maybe had a peck on the cheek here and there, but other than that, there's really no, none of that emotion about relationships. And I think that's, you know, a lot of, a lot of people like that in movies. And I do too. I mean, I like the big dumb action Who movies too. Who doesn't like a love story? Exactly. And, and that's why, you know, WandaVision came out recently and it was pretty big hit. And I think the reason was, is because it was based on this relationship and it's something that resonated with a lot of people. And maybe Marvel will do that more. You know, focused on the personal relationships of these big green guys who are stomping all over the place. But maybe I think that's, that's what's missing. Maybe 
maybe the real message of these movies is like they just want all the kids watching these to just like remain virgins. They're just like kissing is gross. I think it's working. (laughs) Well, also Uh, everyone forgets except for me that these are based on comic books that are designed and made for kids. And I think the movies, some of the Marvel movies are great. Some are so, so, but in to the back to the basics of them is that they're designed for kids. They're designed for entertaining, you know, kids who are maybe nine or 10 or whatever. So, you know, and, and the comics didn't have a lot of emotionally interesting, resonating storylines too much. Of course I shouldn't yeah. generalize, but so maybe that's it. We should call Hollywood and just kind of reboot and redesign all these Marvel movies. Well, so here's what I'm thinking. Because I I don't like oh the, the the other problem I have with it is the like cliche um uh what do you call it? Lines. Like the uh I can't even like think of one right now because I hate them so much. <laughs> but they have like the cheesiest taglines, like, oh my god, my favorite cheesy tagline is uh from a batman movie this isn't marvel marvel obviously but um it happens a lot in su- superhero movies because like they they're kind of like just made for that you know and the one that i'm thinking of is the one uh the batman that everybody says is like the worst one but it's my favorite one because like it's the the aesthetic of it matches the cheesy taglines. Whereas like, I think these new, these newer movies are trying to like be super high tech and like all the CGI stuff. And it's like, if you're going to do that, then like make, make an interesting plot line. Don't give me these cheesy well, I, taglines. Yeah. But well, I like the, um, I like the older movies too, because they were, uh, Right now, the the DC and Marvel, the, the like Marvel, the whole basis of their movies are, you know, ordinary people dealing with uh, extraordinary powers, and a tagline that runs through them is, you know, with power comes responsibility, and that's that's kind of the Marvel mantra that they're trying to right. deal with these superpowers, whereas DC, which is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. They're more like gods and they don't really have a lot of, you know, in their personal life, they may have some issues, but as superheroes, they really are very powerful and it's hard to relate to as well. I think the older Batman movies were much more, less serious and much more interesting and had some relationships in there with like Batman and And Catwoman. There was kissing. <laughs> now I don't know. I don't know if you're referring to the George Clooney era or the Michael Keaton era of your so, favorite. I'm talking about the one with George Clooney, Poison Ivy, um, yeah. and so this is my favorite line of the whole movie because um, Arnold Schwarzene- Schwarzenegger is Mr. Freeze, and he like walks in somewhere and freezes someone and then just like turns around. And he's like, chill out. <laughs> and it literally, it gets me every single time. Wait, wait. Could, <laughs> could you, could you tell me one more time? 
what he said when he turned around. <laughs> he walks in, freezes him, and then goes, chill out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I felt like I was there watching the movie. I think I remember this because <laughs> I think this might have been Batman Forever. I, I'll have to Google it. Can we Google during the show? You know what? I'm not yeah. going to Google. I'm just, I'm just going to pretend because I think that was like the <laughs> third the third of like two or three. And I think it might have changed Batman's or they changed something after that. But a lot of people don't like these movies because they're cheesy. You know, they say they're cheesy and they're not as, you know, they're more campy. And they're they're probably more related to the Batman series from like the 60s with Adam West. Than but like, isn't the current that, stuff. isn't that how kids movies are supposed to be? Like they're supposed to be that level of cheese. Whereas like I feel like right. these other movies are trying to be these like outrageous productions and then they have cheesy a cheesy script and it's like I don't know. I just think like if you're going to you gotta like lean into something one way or the other. You can't do this like we want it to be a really well made production, but our lines are gonna mm. be horrible. Like I can't, I can't get behind that. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna target like a kid's audience, then make the stuff that you're showing like silly and goofy. Like I'm pretty sure, uh, like the poison ivy costume, although arguably inappropriate for children, was so crazy and wild, and like all of her plants like came to life and like could interact with her and stuff. Um, and that's like, that's this what I'm was, looking for in a kid's was, movie. This was Batman and Robin. I, our research team just handed me a note. The movie, <laughs> it was George, George Clooney was Batman. Um, who was Uma Robin? Thurman was uh, Chris O'Donnell. Isn't he in um, like NCIS California or something? I <laughs> With LL Cool J? <laughs> I think he's in one of those many, many NCIS or NISC movie, uh, TV shows. Um, and he was in like three of the Batman movies, I think. Um, yeah. And Alicia Silverstone was Batgirl. Yes. Arnold was Mr. Freeze. I think this, so one of my favorite quotes from the, it might even be the same movie, is that Batman and Robin are arguing, George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell. And they're going back and forth, and they're about to get into the Batmobile. <clears throat> and finally, George Clooney has had enough. And he says to Robin, this is why Superman works alone. He does not. Yeah, does he really does. say that? Yep. I remember <laughs> that quote. I don't know if it's from that movie, but it's it's one of the Clooney movies. <laughs> And speaking See, of George Clooney. That's a great line. Has, I, it is. I like that line. Um, he has said he doesn't like these movies. He thinks his acting is bad in them. He's dismissed them as horrible. He, you know, basically what, uh, you know, what the general population seems to feel about these movies. Oh, they're cheesy and this and that. So he's not a fan. But I did like those. I thought they were funny and campy and cute. Um, and... The problem is, here's here's the bottom line between like the DC universe and Marvel is that especially now is that DC takes I feel takes 
stuff very seriously. Whereas Marvel, there's always a wink. There's always like, you know, even the even the dialogue, it's like they're kind of in on the joke. I mean, it's all this bombastic stuff happening. And, you know, Marvel has a lot more humor in it as opposed to DC, which is very serious. And, and I can't take superheroes too serious because they're dressed up in like vinyl and punching people. They are wearing like latex suits. Like, how am I supposed to take this seriously? Exactly. <laughs> it's uh, and you know, um, have you seen, oh, what's it called? It's a series on Amazon. Oh, it's called The Boys. Have you seen that? I have, I have not. I did want to watch that, though. Um, it is it looked interesting. so good. Because I think it's like the most accurate portrayal <laughs> of what if people like in this world, like what if they real, there really were superheroes? Like how would people act? And I think like it's the most accurate portrayal of how people would act if they had um, superpowers. Uh, And I, it's kind of like a, I mean, when I, I love to like analyze TV shows and films, which is like a really annoying thing to say (laughs) to like anyone, whenever like you say that to someone, they're like, Oh God, here we go. But I think, like, what's interesting is that it's how these superheroes are acting is basically how, um, like, rich people act in our society. Mm-hmm. Like, they they go around and do whatever they want, and if something, like, bad happens, they get away with it. Because it's like, they're like, oh, we need them. They're a superhero. It's like, but they're also, like, a piece of shit. So do we really need them? But well, that's uh, especially especially Batman, who <clears throat> Batman actually has no superpowers, and in fact, right, the, yeah, it's the, his the most re- the, the Justice League. I don't know if you watched that, but he um, somebody asked Batman, played played by Ben Affleck in the new Justice League movie, the most recent one. Uh, it says, "What is your superpower again?" And he says, "I'm rich," and he's not joking because yeah. Bruce Wayne is a rich guy who has tons of money and that's why he has all these gadgets. He's got a back cave. Although I don't know what happened to Robin. Robin went by the wayside. Robin hasn't been in the um, most recent Batman movies for some reason. Um, And uh, I, I really hate Ben Affleck as Batman. <laughs> and <laughs> I like really, I can't get behind it. I love Ben Affleck too. Like, I think he's an incredible mm-hmm. actor and I'm almost mad at him for taking this role because I think it should have been like some like young blood, like somebody we don't know should have been Batman because you've got right. like, think about everybody who's played Batman when it's just, I don't know. My favorite Batman um, is Christian Bale. I think that like, he did an incredible job. He just, I, I like a dark Batman. I like a Batman that like hates himself. Is that, is that terrible? Like I need him to hate himself a little bit. <laughs> well, that, that was the comic based on uh, those series. And I, I, I could be misremembering this, but there was a comic called the dark Knight, starring Batman. <clears throat> and it was about that. It was about him grappling with his, you know, 
being a superhero and all this other stuff. And, you know, and that's, that was the basis for the Christian Bale movies and which are much yeah. darker and much more, you know, earthy and different than the cheesy campy stuff that came before it. And they had great lines in that movie. Like there's a movie with a superhero, great graphics and a, a pretty good script for a superhero movie. You know what I mean? Like, I can't really think of like anything that was like too cheesy in that movie. I also yeah, well, love me. I love me some Michael <laughs> Caine. <laughs> I do like the line where he, Michael Caine, who's Batman's Alfred, Alfred, Alfred. That's right. <clears throat> um, develops this huge tank car with guns and all this other stuff. And it's like got green camouflage and everything. And he, he rolls it out and he shows it to Christian Bale <clears throat> and Christian Bale is very impressed. He's like, can't wait to use it. And he says, this is great, but do you have it in black? And Michael oh, King just yeah. And Michael King gives him this very isn't, great isn't Michael Caine. Is it Morgan? It might be. Isn't that Lucius? Could be. I, I forget which movie it was. Did he play who played through the Christian Bale movies? Who played his? Was it always the same Alfred or was it different? So there's oh, two you might be... guys that Batman like is <laughs> his like only friends pretty much are Alfred and Lucius. I want to say Fox. That could be hmm. wrong. It's Lucius something. And Morgan Freeman plays Lucius and Michael Caine plays uh, Alfred. And then it's just like all of those Dark Knight movies have amazing casts. And I wish that um, I want them. I don't think I think I read something. This could be wrong that like Christian Bale doesn't want to do the Batman movies anymore. But I wish so badly that they would do one. Um, with Poison Ivy. I love like the concept of Poison Ivy. Um, and without Mr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze is like, I think he needs a solo. Like <laughs> he can't, I don't know why they decided to pair Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy together. It seems very, um, like they're at opposite ends of the spectrum. Poison Ivy needs like a rainforest to survive and Mr. Freeze needs to be frozen. It just, it does not make logical sense to put those two together, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I don't like the movie. And also it kind of like makes me wonder if, um, George Clooney is just saying, uh, that he, doesn't like those movies because everyone else says them like he was young. And I think that he like, if I was well, him, I I'd his, look back at those and love them. I think his acting, he was young and he, you know, he was on TV on, I think he was on ER at the same time, or maybe I just left it, but, and I, I feel he is a better actor now. I don't think his acting was bad then, but it was certainly different. He's probably looking back like most of us do when we look back at stuff that was done you know, 10 years ago that we did, we might say, oh, gosh, I don't know if that was good or bad. He's probably just he's critiquing his acting because by now it's what 
how many years ago? 20 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was little, I was obsessed with like breakfast dessert and now I can like barely eat breakfast. So I feel like, (laughs) I feel like, like maybe at the time he, he really loved it. And now Wait. he's looking back and he's like, wow, that's so gross. Like, why did I do that? Did you, did you say breakfast dessert? Yeah. You know, like uh, pancakes, waffles. Um, oh. What are okay. those things called? Uh, the the I guess pastries. I've never, I've never, yep, I've never called them dessert. I hadn't thought about it, but you're right. That they're all sweets and, and <laughs> yeah. very dessert-like, I would say, certainly. Yeah. When I, so when I was little, I... Um, I was obsessed with breakfast. Like I could not wait to get up and go downstairs and like have something sweet and delectable. And then I went through a phase where like the only thing I could eat for breakfast was a muffin because I had like eaten Uh everything else so much that it just like killed my desire to like have breakfast. My dad would, um, like go out and buy donuts. And I, I swear he did it just because he was impressed by like how many donuts I could eat. He would like buy a dozen donuts and I would sit there and (laughs) like a tiny little piglet, just like go to town on these donuts. And, um, up until I want to say like a few years ago, I couldn't even like be in the same room as a donut like if i smelled it i would become like extremely nauseated and i'd like have to like plug my nose <laughs> it was so bad i've never heard that phrase i couldn't even stand being in the same room as a donut <laughs> that is that's pretty intense you can't even yeah. be near a donut it was the same with like pancakes and waffles like i I couldn't eat them because they made me nauseous. <laughs> and how about now? What's your current? Uh, what's your current breakfast? I've interest? I warmed back up to them. I um, oh you did oh good. I'm glad you came back around. That's good. Yeah, I still can't really have um, uh, a waffle with like anything other than like powdered sugar and butter. I don't like like. Mm putting more sugar on it, which I guess like turns out is a good thing. So maybe like when I have kids, I'll just like force them to eat breakfast dessert every day until they hate it. Um, (laughs) That's a good strategy. But yeah. Oh, and so like later on down the road. So I want to say like when it wore out was around like fifth grade is when I started being like, oh, God, like, I can't do this breakfast thing anymore. But I could eat, like, Mm. toast or, like, an English muffin or something like that. But then, uh, hold on, I need to take a sip of coffee. Ah, okay. So, um, (laughs) then I, uh, in high school, I worked at a, um, an inn. So, I worked at the restaurant at the inn. I'm not going to say the name of it 
because I'm probably going to talk a lot of shit about it in another episode. But um, I would, you know, in high school, I was like not a good kid. I would show up to this job hungover all the time and I worked the brunch shift. So I'd have to get there at like six o'clock in the morning and I'd be so hungover and we had a breakfast buffet. And when we had to break it down and then like go over to lunch, <laughs> the the egg tray, because they like, you know, it's like a two tray situation. So they have like a thing that you light underneath it, the little fire that you light underneath it, the uh, first tray that they put down and they fill it with hot water. And then that little fire like heats the water. And then you have the other tray that you put on top with the eggs. Uh, and they do that so that, you know, cause eggs cook really easily. So they um, have to do that. So that they don't like cook to death. Um, I would (laughs) yeah like overcooked eggs are gross but it got to the point where I would like be hung over like quite a few times at this place and I would have to beg the kid that I work with I'd be like can you please empty the egg tray please because I would (laughs) smell the like leftover egg water and oh and it would just trigger you I would oh. puke like at the dishwasher. There's there's a oh. garbage can like right next to it to like empty the leftover food. And I would just like empty the eggs and just immediately start peeking into the trash can. Just when and, you said egg water, I, I, like <laughs> I got a little nauseous myself. Egg water. So then like it wasn't just breakfast dessert. I like crossed over into this like thing where like I just couldn't eat breakfast unless it was like just bread. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was so I bad. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know breakfast could be so triggering, but apparently it can. Just Yeah. Here. Especially um uh what are the a Danish. Like the Danishes were also ruined for me at that job because like I hadn't really like been into the Danish game. And then when I started working mm-hmm. there, they had like an entire tray of danishes. And I was like, shit, these smell an awfully lot like a donut. And like, I, can't, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I still can't oh, eat danishes. Man. Those, wow. uh, I could never get behind a danish. There's like so zero nutrition so value that, in that a danish. Platter, the breakfast platter I had sent to you that would, for the, for the first episode, which had Danish and egg water. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't <laughs> yeah, no, I threw that in the trash, Frank. Do, do not ever send me a breakfast platter ever again. <laughs> I, I, I learned my lesson. <clears throat> I gave it to my live-in nurse, actually. <laughs> that's, you know what? That's, that's a great idea. <laughs> I was like, "Do you want this?" Because oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't drink egg water anymore. <laughs> no, that's a good band name, though. I like the egg water. That is that's a good name. band name. What would their? Um, I would go see them. What would their uh, like genre be? Mm. I know it sounds very folksy. 
but I think if they were death metal, it would be it would be surprising for people who came to the Seaman concert. <laughs> hey everybody, we're egg water. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we love what you. Was, on, was it Rack Dog or what was that band on the the Office? What's his name? Oh, um, it was something oh, like that. Parks and Rec. Or was it Mouse Parks, Rat? Right, Parks and Rec? Mouse Rat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that takes me back. I, oh my God, I love Chris Pratt. So he's the best part of any Marvel movie. And I haven't even seen the ones where like they're all the Avengers movies. He's definitely the best part of those movies. He is. I think he doesn't take it too seriously. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. And like, I wish the other people would do the same thing. Maybe he should talk to his co-stars. Yeah. Robert Dunn Jr. is pretty good too. He's yeah. he's a great guy. I I really, despite like the things he's done in the past with those hookers, I think he's a really good guy. <laughs> those hookers, you know what he did with those hookers? <laughs> Didn't he wake up in somebody's house? Yeah. My my favorite thing about that like, who of us has is that they who didn't of us done that. They didn't kick him out. They just like let him no. stay there. They're he like, oh, it's Robert Downey years. Jr. <laughs> yeah, come on in. I'm going to make you breakfast. We're having egg water and bagels. Yeah. <laughs> so now that I like don't have this aversion to uh, breakfast, um, my favorite thing to do is go to diners. Um, that's like, (laughs) other than like a dive bar, I think a diner is like my favorite atmosphere. And I, I, you could argue that they have like very similar atmospheres, you know what I mean? Except in, instead of like drunk old men, it's cranky old women, which like, Mm. I, I love both of those. Like, especially my favorite thing when I'm at a diner is like an old lady in an apron who calls me like honey or sweetheart. And I know that that's like uh, a thing that like (laughs) as a feminist, I'm not supposed to like that. But if it's coming from an old lady in an apron, I love it. Yeah, I love it so much. I used to go to Marcy's Diner. Do you know where Marcy's Mm. is? You mean the the best diner on the planet? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the one. So, yeah, they have that sort of feel. But I I do like diners. Have you had their muffins? (laughs) I have. I actually have not been there in a a while since I moved out of Portland. But um, I'm trying to think. Are they good? Are they delicious? They okay. As a muffin connoisseur, they are. Some of the best muffins I have ever had in my entire life. And I just want to really drive this whole, like, the only thing I could eat was muffins thing home by saying (laughs) my parents used to call me muffin girl. (laughs) That's how often I ate muffins. 
Wow. And even though I've never like had that other brand of muffin, my friends love to call me Muffin Girl. Like once I told them that story, they were like, "Hey, take a look at Muffin Girl over here." <laughs> wow, that's very endearing that they have that little nickname for you. <laughs> oh God. Um, but uh. Have you ever looked at the staff, like the the kitchen staff in a diner through those little like windows? Um, you mean from inside the do you do you mean from inside the restaurant? Yeah, like <laughs> why are you following the kitchen staff home, Frank? I, do you um, see them outside of the restaurant? I, I try not to, but they. Well, I didn't know if walking by because sometimes you can see them from the outside as well. Um, but <clears throat> yes, I, I remember oh, there was a place. It was in Portland. I can't. There's so many restaurants in Portland where you could actually see the a very clear view of the kitchen area. But anyway, continue. Um. Which one are you talking about? Uh, local one eighty eight. Uh, I could be. I'm trying to remember which restaurant it was, but which local the local eight local one eighty eight had moved a few times, and I think whether years ago it was originally I think across the street from where it is now, and that might have been the place that you could see. But anyway, I can't remember. Um, but I guess like. <laughs> Maybe this is just me, but I, one of my favorite things on this planet to do is people watch. And um, it has to be like salt of the earth people. Cause when I watch people who like are like out of touch with like the everyday man's uh, life, it just pisses me off. Like, I'm just like, can you leave so somebody more interesting can come along? But right. watching, the kitchen and like listening to what they say to each other. And maybe that's just because I, uh, I don't know if you have, but like work at like when you work in the service industry, the kitchen, the kitchen is the most interesting group of people at any restaurant because they're just like, they've either like been to prison. They were like drug addicts. They have like the most insane stories you've ever heard in your entire life. And the most tattoos, too. Um, yeah. How close are you to the kitchen where you can hear them talking to each other and potentially, you know, all of their secret conversations? You'd have to be pretty close. Any diner where you sit at the counter and you're there like early in the morning. So it's like uh, okay. you got to be at the counter at the diner very early in the morning. And then you can hear literally mm. everything that they say. Um Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty entertaining. Um, <laughs> I will have to try that. I will have to try eavesdropping, going there early, <laughs> getting a muffin, sitting down, and just immersing myself in the conversations from a distance. I think um, one of the things I miss most about working in an office is eavesdropping. Like, that mm. is the thing I miss the most <laughs> about being in an office is just listening, like <laughs> listening to conversations that I'm not supposed to hear in the first place. 
Well, I think it's fun <laughs> because I, I, in an office, I would have headphones on if I'm, you know, editing something or doing something on the computer. And and people probably perceive I can't hear anything. Well, he's got his headphones on. He's probably listening to music or he's probably editing or, you know, but but often I can hear around me. <laughs> so I think people are more free to explain these nuances of their life with their coworkers that perhaps they don't think I'm listening to because visually I have headphones on. But I just want yeah, to say that's the I best hear people out there. Yeah. I can hear people. Frank can hear you. <laughs> you are heard secretly. So um I I just want to say I think I think this went pretty well. Um I enjoyed myself. I hope the people listening enjoyed themselves. Um mm-hmm. and if you know, if you have any any input, we'd love to hear it. I have um uh my Instagram is let me just pull it up real quick so I can remember what it is. It's just comfortably troubled. That's all it is. It's comfortably troubled. Um if you have any Wait, you were like, what's now what's the name of my Instagram? Hang on a moment. I, I thought just, that oh, maybe it could have been your own under your own name or a different name or who knows, but I thought maybe it had like an underscore or a period in it, but it doesn't. It's just comfortably oh. troubled. Um, yeah, if you have any input, any feedback on what you think about Marvel movies, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe how or you Mr. feel about Freeze. breakfast food. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or egg water. And also, I just want to say, you know, take a look at comfortably troubled dash, or sorry, comfortably dash troubled.com. If you want to see any of the things that I've written that I uh, hate watch or that I'm a total hypocrite about, um, Frank, it's been great. I will talk to you next time. Awesome. Bye. Bye.